Hello, hello, and welcome back to List This, where we list and you listen. I'm Josh, and as always, I'm joined by... Jim. And Wade. Ooh. And we have... We don't have a new person this episode, or ever, because it's just us three, so... (laughs) I'm still pretty new. Killing it, Josh. I fooled you listeners out there. (laughs) Killing it. They don't care. Wait, you're you're pretty you're pretty in in now. You're not you're oh, not yeah. the new guy I, anymore. I'm a, I'm officially a lister now. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nice. We'll start calling our fans at the listeners. No, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> I, I already dubbed it. I'm gonna go on Facebook and do more it. like the pissed tuners. We are in the midst of the coronavirus quarantine and i feel like we're losing our minds so you'll have to excuse us <laughs> but ho- but hopefully you listening out there at least when this episode comes out are also quarantining yourself and not spreading this thing because it sucks yeah yeah we're going to help you with the quarantine by listing our favorite single player video games this week yes we are we're going to flatten the curve here on List This. Yep. With Sorry. kids. Yep. I think there's, yeah, there's a kid screaming <laughs> in the background. It's okay. Don't be ashamed, man. It, it, it happened. Yeah, so we're going to be doing a top three single-player games. We have a... So for games, we're going to have... We're going to have... Sorry, my kid just walked into my room and th- totally threw my, uh, my mindset <laughs> off. So... For games, we're going to keep the play it or trash it segment. I feel like it works really well with games. With films and TV, we're going to have other segments. So this episode, we're bringing back play it or trash it. And we also have something to replace honorables and dishonorables that I'm really excited about. Someone else is excited. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. We're all back here. Yeah. Live in front of a studio audience of of one child. (laughs) That's all we could afford. Just Wait, one child? Why would we afford... Anyway, whatever. I don't know what's going on right now. <laughs> Eddie, cut that out, please. Yeah. Okay, that out there. <laughs> thanks, 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 Eddie. Appreciate it. Appreciate yep. you. Love uh, you. Cool. So, without further ado, Jimbo, why don't you kick us off, since you're a, a lonely man. <laughs> oh, snap. Hey. And this is also simultaneously now my last step. Thanks for that, Josh. Oh. Just kidding, guys. Just kidding. Number three. Cool. Yeah, I'll go ahead and get it started off. I'm going to kick it off with a classic dude on the Sega Genesis. It's a game I used to play all the time with my dad. It's a single-player game despite playing it with him. We would pass the controller back and forth as you would do with games of this time. It's a Kid Chameleon, which is such a fun classic game that came out uh, I kind in of remember that 1992. Game. Kid Chameleon, for those of you who don't know what this game is, is uh, you're essentially this like badass cool kid who's super good at video games and when this new game comes up into the arcade you're like dying to play it so you go to play the game and you actually get sucked into it so now you're just in this video game world and you are able to get different masks throughout the entirety of the game that change what you what you look like and what your powers are so you can get like like a samurai helmet that turns you into a samurai essentially you get like a uh 
like a skull with like a motorcycle helmet that turns you into a tank, you know, and all kind like a multitude. You have like a Jason Max mask that allows you to throw axes. Um, so there's like a multitude of different masks to allow you to uh, to get through these levels. Um, the most frustrating thing about this game for me is there is no save point in this. So I've never finished the game or even gotten close to it. I've played like the first four levels, like a multitude of times because of the amount of times I've picked this game up and played it, which is why it's on my number three because I've never actually played through the entirety of the game. I don't think I ever will be able to because I'm just not that good at video games. Game Genie. Yeah, it's just, it's 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 less, for me, this game is less like Div- well, no, because this game is this game can be somewhat difficult. It's more execution for me. I have trouble executing stuff on um, on for some reason on a system like because I even like even playing games like Sonic, um, and I think we had a basketball game too for the Genesis. I had trouble executing stuff with the controller. I just struggled with the the, the Genesis controllers in general. You heard um, it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Jim has trouble executing. Okay. <laughs> You got me. You really got me, old boy. <laughs> um, but no, man, if anybody's had a chance to play Kid Chameleon, this game is just... I mean, this game is just so much fun, though. It's so cool. It's such a cool concept. It actually seems like a game that's right up my alley, and I don't know why I never played it. Did you not have a Genesis? No, I did. I guess I just... I don't Sega. know. I, ha- I have no excuse. <laughs> yeah, I had a uh, Sega growing up. I, I have heard of this game. But I've never played it before. I've never seen even the cover of what it looks like. Oh, dude, it's so cool. I can send you a picture. But um, it definitely speaks volumes of a game that I've never played before and one that you've never even finished before to make your top three single-player list. Yeah, well, because it's, it's another one of those games I grew up playing. So when I was growing up, my dad had the, my dad had the Genesis because my parents were divorced at a young age, which isn't like it wasn't a bad thing. It was just kind of one of those things but my dad had the genesis and so when i would say at his house over the weekends um or like on tuesdays and thursdays every so often we would bust out the genesis and so i grew up with these memories of playing these games that my dad grew up playing you know um and so we just had him and i just had a lot of fun just sitting down playing this uh you know uh like playing a game like this and then i still try to play it today so i still have that same genesis now i i am in possession of that genesis that i grew up playing I have. I still own this game. This is the only physical copy, like of any game that I own on the Genesis. And then oh, I wow. also have like that that um, that Genesis re-release that came out like what six or seven years ago, um, that has like all the games preloaded. And Kid Chameleon is one of those. So nice. Josh, if you ever yeah, want but... to give it a shot, you can definitely come over and play Kid Chameleon. I will more than happily play it with you. We can pass the controller. We can. Yes, we can. That's like the. Oldest die. form of like co-op kind of. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, you died. My turn. Like, oh oh okay. yeah, no, I had I had so many because I grew up with two with two cousins. Um, I don't have any brothers or sisters, but I grew up with two cousins, and we used to do it all the time. And then, of course, just like brothers or sisters, we would fight over the controller. Hey, how do you how do you next. think that way of co-op would fare today in a social distancing era that we're going through right now? It wouldn't, dude. People are so babied now like when it comes to like games and like they're they're not 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 babied they've got it they've got it good oh yeah comes to video games you can i think it would work you could toss me the controller and i'll catch it with a uh just spray it (laughs) (laughs) or you can just uh was i know playstation has the share play and you can pass the controller that way so if like 
if we're both on PlayStation, I can share play and you can watch me play and I can pass the controller to you, even though we're on two different systems in two completely different places. Interesting. True. You're going very deep there and I like yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Wade, why don't you give us your number three single player game? All right. So my number three, I'm going to not throw it back too far. Uh, this game came out in, I want to say, where are we at? 2011, and it won quite a few awards. It's called Bioshock Infinite. Nice, dude. Oh, sick. I love that game. All right. Developed by Irrational Games and published by 2K Games. Um, this is the third installment of the Bioshock series. Uh, the first two games, which I'm trying to restart. I just I just downloaded the entire collection they put on uh, PS Plus for free. So I'm going back and trying to play it from the beginning, starting with Bioshock, but also having thalassophobia, I'm kind of reluctant to get back into it. <laughs> yeah, that one's a, it's a little stressful because of that underwater. Yeah, setting, but, but Infinite is the complete polar opposite of that, so that's why I enjoyed it, and I can still go back and replay this game at any time and have just as much fun as the first time I played it. It is also arguably, arguably, probably the best of the series. I don't know. It, it's a very, it's very close between the first one and Infinite. Yeah. Um, but I love that Infinite is not, it's not tied in any way, really, except for like some game, the gameplay aspect of it, right. um, to any of the other two. It's, a, okay. it's kind of a completely separate outlier. Nice. So I mean, you know, unless there's like it, it, any reference it would make to previous games would be like if you were to pick up like a tape. And like listen to it and like you're like what is this guy talking about like he's talking about like this underwater city like what like that would be like a reference like if they did anything like that i don't remember right. them doing that but i do remember going around and and collecting those tapes i'm sure there's some mention of rapture exactly. in there yeah yeah that would be point. the only that would be the only reference to the other two games but like other than obviously the gameplay of having the weapon in one hand and then like a, the power like in your hand in another this, yeah. this game is salt salts infinite assaults i love it Josh, have you played this game before? I have not. I have it on my Steam, but <clears throat> I've always felt like I want to play through the Bioshocks first. But since you guys said that it's not necessarily, it's canon, but like it's not reliant on you playing through the first, you know. It's really not. So Thankfully, yeah, that's, I mean, I haven't played through, I played like the first, maybe half of the first one and going back and replaying it now. Never played the second one, so I don't know what happened in those. I, so going into Infinite, it's just a completely new game. I played the first one, I played Infinite, and then I went back and I played the first one, second one, and then Infinite again when the, the, <laughs> the re-release came out. So I had never played the second game until that that uh, the collection came out on PS4. Like, nice. was it two or three years ago? Worth it? Yeah. I like it. It's fun. Yeah, I mean, they're all three of them are like I think they're all fantastic games. I'll have to play it eventually. I have heard good things about it. I've tried Bioshock a few times. I don't know. I couldn't get into it. I feel like I owe it to myself to get through that game because I have heard really great things about like the the first one. Yeah. If anything, I mean, you could always play Infinite. Like honestly, and I think you'd be just as happy. Yeah. So that's a game that I will be playing here soon. Yeah, on top of the the great story and the gameplay oh, itself, so like it looks, the look of the game is just—it's gorgeous. It's so beautiful, incredible, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's got some amazing scapes, like cities—not cityscapes, but like 
I mean, looking out to the sky and the clouds and I was everything. Say, isn't it kind of like the opposite of like Bioshock? Because Bioshock yeah. is all dark and, and underwater. Underwater, yeah. Yeah, and then well, I mean, just as far as like the color palette and stuff, like it's yeah. all dark and like monochromatic kind of. Bioshock uh, has been tagged as like a horror survival game. Yeah. This Bioshock Infinite is not. I don't think it's that at oh, all. Gotcha. You no, know, but this is much more steampunk, too. Um, because of like sort like it's the very industrial like in the sky, floating city type of deal, as well as like some of the en- enemies that you fight and some of the tools that you use. A very it, it kind of feels like a steampunky type of like, type of uh, feel to it. It gets darker as the plot thickens, and there's more of like you uncover like kind of yeah. a religious undertone in the whole thing. Gotcha. So it's kind yeah. of I don't want to give any too much away. I don't either, but just great know game. That the ending is like the ending will. Like will mess you up. Oh yeah, <laughs> sweet. In a good way. In a good way. The best way. I'm already messed up. So would it set me straight? Maybe. It's <laughs> got that you kind straight. of power. It's got that kind of power. Okay, sweet. Definitely a memorable game, and I yeah. highly recommend you check it out. Sweet, will do. Like I said, I have it. I, I think I bought the bundle or something like that, and just never got into it because I was scared it was going to be so similar to the first Bioshock, which I didn't necessarily love Fair, the, so. the the biggest like i said the biggest similarity is the gameplay of having the weapon in one hand and like go magical some sort of attack in your other hand like that's gotcha. the it's really the big similarity between the, the my big question is i know it takes place in like the clouds can you throw people off the side of the platforms yes i'm i'm downloading it now <laughs> if i remember correctly you can't you can't do that i mean it's not like a that's... tactic that's meant to be done in the game, but it's possible. Like, if you shoot them in the right spot and they can go off the edge. Can I myself jump off the platform? <laughs> it's like, um, commit, commit so. video game suicide. They have, yeah. like, a within the city, there's, like, a what they call, like, a skyline. Yeah. And you have this hook. It's like a traveling hook thing, and it looks like a little propeller. And you can, like, it's like a roller coaster. You can, like, just jump up and, like, it's super cool. attach onto it and just fly around like on oh, this real awesome. system. <laughs> that's yeah. really awesome. So my number three is not going to be anywhere near as cool as that. No, it's, it's, it's a totally different genre. My game is a roguelike deck building video game. Roguelike deck building game. Huh? Yep. It was released originally on windows OS, uh, Mac and Linux in seven, uh, 2017 with an official release in January of 2019, it was released for PlayStation 4 in May of 2019, Nintendo Switch in June, and Xbox One in August. And it is set for iOS and Android release in 2020. It is going to be Slay the Spire. So my buddy Josh gifted me this game on Steam because I've become a big uh, board game like connoisseur, kind of. I, I collect them and I like playing board games and stuff like that. And this is like a board game video game, kind of. So basically what it is, is you have cards that you go through that have like attacks and blocks and stuff like that. And you use them. You can only use a certain amount of cards. Like You, use, you only use three cards, or whatever, or three energy per round. And each card has a di- uh, an energy amount. And you're climbing the spire. Think of like, uh, you remember Mortal Kombat where you had to climb the tower? The tower, yeah. It's like that, kind of. But it's like it, it almost seems like uh, Let It Die type of deal. Kind of. 
Yeah, which is also like a tower, tower climbing type of game. Right, but this game is not like actiony in the sense yeah. that you're not controlling the the character necessarily. You're playing cards and they attack or block depending on what cards you play. Mm-hmm. And you just climb the spire and you get like power ups and healing potions and stuff like that as you climb up the top the the spire. Okay. And I don't know. It's really look it up. It's really it's. Really low res. It's it almost looks like 16 bit or something like that, but it really plays into the simplicity of the game. I do like deck building card games and stuff like tabletop games, and so when he sent this to me, I was a little hesitant at first because it's like a card game on a computer. I was like, okay, yeah. this is kind of weird, but I jumped into Gwent. it. Huh? Like Gwent? Oh or... yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so. Like I said, look it up. You'll it might make more sense when you look it up, but it. I am actually downloading it as we speak. It's hey, on Game Pass. there you go. Wait, have you heard of Slay the Spire? No, I have not. So, there's a bunch of roguelike deck building games that came out because of Slay the Spire. This is a genre that I have no knowledge of even existed. Hey. So continue. <laughs> <laughs> I've known about roguelike dungeon crawlers, but I've never heard right. of, like card uh, deck building game. So it's it's really it's really uh, interesting. Like I said, you can you can play cards to buff to buff yourself yeah. to attack to block, and then those cards that you use go into your discard. You get a new hand. You use X amount of cards. They go into your discard. You can buy new cards, which makes it the deck building. Mm-hmm. Um, each level that you clear, you're able to choose a reward, and sometimes they'll give you a card. So you're constantly like building up this deck to make it stronger. At the top of the spire, you have a boss. And once you beat the boss, you go to like the next spire. And it's kind of like one of those things, like it's got a, a, uh, a leaderboard, and you can see like how far people have gotten, and kind of like one of those things. The nice thing about it yeah. is, during your climb on the spire, you can actually quit, and then at a later time, resume that climb. So it's not like you have to climb the spire in, you know, in one go. One go. Oh, that's cool. Okay. So, but yes, if you, if you're a board game person and you like video games, I would highly recommend it. It is a single player. I play it, uh, on my laptop that like flips over into a tablet. And so it's really nice just to use the touchscreen when I'm bored or something like that. I'll sit outside and just play around. And that's another nice thing is you can just play, you know, play one climb. If you lose, you can just put it down, pick it up next time. It's just really fun. It's all around fun. So you guys learned a new game. I've seen it on the Game Faster, but now that I know what it is, I'm definitely way more intrigued. Gotcha. Yeah, Josh Josh gifted it to me, and uh, I want to give a shout out to him. Thanks, thanks, Josh. He got me hooked. So... Let's move to number two, Jim. Number two. Number two. Uh, number two is going to be a, a game that has a pretty storied history here at this because we've had arguments about it before, but this is one that it definitely fits into. Oh god! It's going to be. <laughs> it's going to be the uh, the game Portal, developed by uh, uh, was it? It's not Gearbox, is it? No, not Gearbox. It's a uh, Valve, developed yep. by Valve. Yeah. No, specifically the first one. Because the first one does not have 
uh, multiplayer in it. The second one does. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm a bigger fan of the second one, but the first one is so much fun to play through as well too because you have so much world building. Yep. And so much story that like brings so much more life into the second game. I'm trying to look at when this one actually out. Oh, released for PC and Xbox 360 on 2007, and then PlayStation 3 uh, two months later. So it's October for PC and because uh, it was it was part of the Orange Box. Yep. is what that came out, which had Team Fortress Two, uh, Half Life Two, Half Life Two, and Portal. Yep. Yeah. Oh man, I remember so, those Orange Box games for sure. Oh man, dude. Yeah, I never actually picked up the Orange Box. I don't remember how into portal i think i downloaded that one on steam um way back when and uh, i played it on there it was either that or on playstation way back when my buddy my buddy introduced it to me but anyways yeah it definitely became quickly became one of my my like all-time favorite games to go back i, I constantly go back and re- replay through this game every i'd probably say every like five or six years i end up picking the game up and just kind of chipping through it again it is pretty fantastic it's just it's it's a simple. I don't want to say it's a simple puzzler game because it, at its core it's a puzzle game. Is what it is like involving two portals that like you know you basically have to solve these rooms and get out and with a portal gun that shoots two portals. Yeah. Um, and then you know eventually escaping Aperture Labs and fighting the uh, the robot that's running everything because it's a dystopian game. So you know you're fighting uh, Gladys essentially at the end who makes it come back in Portal Two. Spoiler. Spoiler. I was like, but this game's been out for so long. God, this yeah. game's been out for so long, though. Yeah. You know? Uh, and anybody, like, you know, it, it's one of those where it's, like, anybody who, like, already knows how the game has already played it and, like, raves about it, and you don't really run into too many people who haven't, like... You know, if you run into somebody who hasn't played it or doesn't know about it, like, chances are the game probably isn't for them, because this is an extremely popular game. Like, both the first and the second one. I... Like the fact that Gladys is like taunting you the whole game. Oh yeah. But her taunts are like, oh, like welcome. <laughs> or like, like they're, they're like refreshing. Like it's it's mean to your character or whatever. Oh, but her humor yeah. and stuff is so yeah, like it's... you look forward to the next like insult that she throws at you. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a very specific humor. Yeah. It does. Um, but yeah, she. I do appreciate. Uh, I do appreciate the uh, the way that she talks to you and like the way that she just like calls you. She essentially just calls you like stupid and useless and and stuff sometimes, but not using those words specifically. But no. you know, it's like very offhanded insults, and it's it's fantastic. Yes. Wait, um, your silence. Have you played Portal? I <clears throat> I have not played the original Portal. I did play Portal Two. Okay. Uh, so I'm pretty sure Portal Two. Maybe it had a story. I don't recall. It, it does. Okay. So the single, uh, the single player has a story, and then it has like a co-op which, separate story. Yeah. Was there just like a speed run type game mode, or like I just don't remember a story for it. I just remember going into different rooms and trying to you know figure out a way to portal that's, out. That's basically that's the essentially story. what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the story. What it is, yeah. In two, you kind of get a little bit more. Actually, no, you do it in one too. And two, you get a little bit more in depth though, because you, you break mean... out of the of the rooms and you go, yeah. you know, you go out into the actual factory and into the facility um, you itself, meet... and you get you, you meet Wheatley. Yeah, dude, Wheatley is like one of my all time favorite video games. Dude, yeah. so good. So He's... you would remember. You probably would remember Wheatley. Wait. He's just a ball, it's, it's, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's one of the he's he's one of the cores, the personality cores. 
Because remember, there's a multitude of them. I guess so... Jim knows way more about this game than I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you see them at the end. They're all floating out in space. Because that's how you have to fight Wheatley at the end. Oh, uh, so, like, okay. Is you have to use other personality cores to corrupt Wheatley. Because Wheatley took over and he like... You gotcha. know, so you have to essentially insert these other personality cores. And they're all floating in space at the end. Because that's where you have the, the one dude that goes, space! That's he's right. Away. Yeah. I'm in Sorry, I, dude, I love this game. <laughs> nice so. choice. Portal, always, always a good Portal. one. Yeah. The the joke that Jim is referring to is I tried to put Portal down as my sh- <laughs> as one of my top five first person shooters. First person shooters, yeah, I forgot about that. I meant to mention that. And they denied it because they said it wasn't a shooter. However, you are shooting portals out of a gun. You are, but that's not what we defined as like a first person shooter game. But it was so good. Wait, what do we you just think? Shut down, Josh. I would say. Portal is not a shooter. Oh, yeah, at all. Is, is it? You have a portal gun, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a first but person. You're it's only... played in first person. And you're shooting portals at walls. I took it literal. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, you're only you're only hurting yourself if you're this, shooting portals. This is this is why I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wade, what's your number two? My number two. uh uh, is, I'm gonna bring it to the forefront. Uh, this game came out two years ago, 2018. Oh snap! Uh, actually, around my birthday, two years ago, I preloaded, pre-ordered, and did all that cool stuff for it. And it's uh, actually a prequel, even though it sounds like a sequel. It's Red Dead Redemption Two. Okay. Um, and I digitally downloaded this game, and actually am going back now to replay the story. There is an online mode and co-op mode for this now. Uh, there was beta for a while yeah. that I was playing before yeah. I stepped back into the story mode. But it's the prequel. You play a completely different character in this game, a former gang member. This is back in the Wild West times, so yeah. not yeah. not a modern gang member. It's like a he's a gang member who's like forming his own gang or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it seems like. They like set up camp and stuff. Yeah, you're like, uh, you're not like the, I guess the new one is, you know, you're a part of this stagecoach robbing, no good doing ruffian gang of bandits and their families. And you're having, it's a big, huge open world. The game, probably the best looking game on the next, on this new gen of consoles that I've seen, that I've played so far. Uh, Just everything about it, every, even the wildlife, when you're just out riding your horse will just come up to you and everything just kind of happens as it should, you would think, in nature. If you're just, you know, riding your horse in the old Wild West back in the day. You know, people getting killed on the side of the road and yelling for help and you're oh, stuck man. in a moral dilemma of like, should I help them? I'm, you know, I'm a bad, I'm a bad man, so maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> I've had, I've had many, a, I've had many a, uh, the quests go by the wayside because I keep getting stopped in the first game to like help somebody on the side of the road or because I see an animal running around that I'm like trying to hunt because I need to get the skins for it. Um, right. So like, I appreciate that. There's just so much to do. Too. So much side missions. Um, you can craft things. So I had to pick one Rockstar game to put on my list and I wanted to put Grand Theft Auto Vice City because that game I grew up playing that game just over and over and over again. I was a big fan of Scarface, and it was kind of reminiscent of that story. But I brought it to the modern age, uh, replaying this game. 
It's got heavy customization, which is a little different from the first Red Dead Redemption. But you play, it's kind of cool how the story, you find out how it intertwines, even going back to Red Dead Revolver, which was the first installment of these Red Dead games. My favorite part about that game is that his facial hair grows and you can shave it and style yes. it. But so good. I'm going to let you in on a little secret, Wade. Yeah. We don't have Dishonorable this week, but I thought about putting that on my Dishonorable mention. <laughs> Red Dead 2? Yep. What? Man, I got to know why. Yeah, I, I it it was hyper realistic like you were saying, but it, to me it was hyper realistic a little too hyper realistic in the sense that it took forever to get anywhere. And so that's kind of what turned me off of it is I would spend like seven or eight minutes traveling to the next mission. And then it would be like, it would take like a minute to complete. And then I would travel all the way back to the camp to get the next (laughs) mission and then travel another like six or seven minutes. I just got tired of, that's actually one of the things that like i started learning that i really appreciate about open world games because i could spend hours playing games like this because the traveling is where a lot of like the meat of the game happens too because you know like i was saying in the first red dead redemption i you know i would stop by and, and start hunting some animals like if i saw something on around the side so i'd go on this little hunt or you know i'd stop to help somebody out on the side of the road you know or you'd pick up a collectible and like you know say it's like some of the assassin's creed games like i used to go around collecting you know getting collectibles on my way to the next mission so there was a lot of stuff i was doing on that travel and i found out like you say seven to eight minutes but i would spend like 30 to 45 minutes in between like trying to get to the trying to get to the next mission i mean that's that's fair i uh yeah, it's a personal preference I, though too i traded the game in so i probably won't play it again but I also, like, don't have as much time nowadays as I did back, you know, before I was married, before I had a kid. And to kind of sit there and just play for four or five hours at a time, I don't really have that amount of time anymore. So I I played it, when did you say it came out? Like a couple years ago? Something like that? Uh, Yeah, 2018. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, I played it shortly after that, probably 2019 or... I actually and, uh, think that's the reason why I didn't play it yet because I haven't played the second one yet because I'm mm-hmm. under the I'm somewhat in the same boat. I don't have a wife, I don't have a kid, but I don't have the time to sit down and yeah. play a big open world game like this to put to to, to to commit the amount of time that I need to to be able to do a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. And so that's why I haven't had because I haven't played an open world game in probably years. I mean, I, I dabbled a little bit in in Outer Worlds, but I I, I you played, didn't get a chance to play that one. Spider Man and Horizon Zero Dawn. I know you played. I didn't. I never. I didn't play a lot of. Well, Horizon Zero Dawn was at the when I was sitting uh, on playing video games all the time. Spider Man is not as open world. Spider Man oh, okay. is a smaller, is a much smaller scale open world game. Gotcha. All I, fair this points, on my boys. List, all fair well, points. I will say that you have to discover fast travel points in the game. That. You know, t- shave a little few minutes off of your travel time. That's But fair. there is a lot of side missions and kind of stuff that just pops up literally when you're riding your horse down yeah. the road. Yeah. And you're like, it'll affect you later on in the game or they come back in the story somehow. And you're like, oh, I should have helped that guy or something yeah, like, like that oops. happens. <laughs> I do. But uh, also, there's a little shortcut if you do ever end up playing. If you, in the second one, Jim, I know you're not on the second one yet, but oh. there's a little trick. 
uh, whenever you're traveling on your horse to go wherever you're going, if you set the waypoint on the map, like if you pull up the map and set your waypoint on it, uh, <laughs> and you start riding and just hold down X to to yep. keep them galloping, and then you hit the cinematic uh, camera button and hold it down, it'll just automatically, you can just hands-free ride your horse and it'll go directly to your waypoint. That's a, I love, yeah, I love because the, the Witcher did something similar too, where if you held on a horse, automatically went on. I think it was yeah. the Witcher. It was another can, game that did the same thing where it automatically took you onto the path and it just yeah. kept you on that path. So a lot of times I would just sit down and hold that button and let it do its thing. So if you're a multitasker like Josh here, you know, go get some coffee, you know, take a pee break, get a little snack. It just let the game do its thing. <laughs> yeah, and let That's it play cool. itself yeah. for a That's few awesome. minutes. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I could I could get into that because then you're like watching a movie, kind of, kind of yeah. sit back. Yeah, I mean, the landscape and everything. I mean, it's beautiful to even just watch. That kind of reminds me of like the flight paths in WoW, where like you can't do anything, but you just get to sit back and kind of like look at the world as you're going over yeah. it. Appreciate it. Yeah, uh, I don't hate it, but like I said, the traveling was the thing. I enjoyed the moments where like the shootouts and stuff were really awesome. Good, good choice, I guess. Thanks. I, I guess. I was going to put it on my dishonorable. I guess. I guess it's a good choice. <laughs> I, like, I was going to put it on my dishonorable, but good choice. <laughs> <laughs> my number two is going to be a game that I was not able to stop talking to Jim about and convincing him to download it and play it. It's going to be a and game. No, I'm obsessed with it. No, not that one. <laughs> oh. This, this game is called My Friend Pedro. Oh, <laughs> nice, dude. This, oh, that's such a that's such a glory. This game is awesome. I saw the the trailer for it like years ago and I was like immediately I need to play this game. And of course, I have a terrible memory. I forgot about it. <laughs> and it popped up on the Xbox Game Pass where you know if you pay 15 bucks a month or whatever, you can, you have access to X amount of games on the PC. And it popped up and I was like, oh, hell yeah, I remember this game. And so I downloaded it and I, I love this game so much. It's so it's a kind of a platformer. It's like a it's a three. It's a, it's it's a, a side scrolling. Yeah, it's a 3D side scroller. And you have a guy who goes through the, the levels and you shoot people as you go through the levels. But. You can slow down time, you can do like front flips and all crazy spins and stuff, and you get points, like combo points for, you know, shooting someone after you jump off of a wall, or shooting someone as you're, they have like, at some of the levels you can ride a skateboard, so like you can kick the skateboard into someone's head and and kill them, and you get like bonus points for it, and yeah. but at some at some point you get like two pistols or two Uzis, and you can actually take your mouse and click one area and set a point where you want to aim with one arm and then aim your mouse with the other arm. So you can drop in when there's two guys on different sides of you and shoot both of them at the same time. So it's pretty some of the some of like the combinations of stuff is pretty funny. It's pretty yeah. wild. It's pretty insane. I have like because uh, I think the shotgun, you can get a shotgun at some point too, and it just kind of obliterates people. Yeah. Um, and leaves their body parts kind of hanging around, so you can actually kick a person's head into another person and, and then it. shoot them <laughs> after that if it doesn't kill them. Yeah. 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 It's, it's so good. 
and then there's like uh, exploding barrels and uh, stuff like that. So, but it's it's just a great time, and it's got replay value to me just because yeah. it's got like a scoreboard as well, and so there's like an A B C score or whatever, and you can go back. I've been going back and trying to get like B's or A's on all the levels because at first I was just playing through the story, just kind of like see what what was going on with it. But it's got me coming back, and it's awesome. And it's, it's made by uh, Devolver, who did yeah, who did like uh, by De- it's published by Devolver Digital. Okay, yeah. Well, they developers Dead Toast Entertainment. So Devolver is responsible for like uh, uh, Super Hot, which Jim is into right now, which is also a great game. I'm addicted to that one too. Super hot right now. They did uh, it's super hot. They did the Hotline Miami series, which is like a top uh, down so hot gore fest. <laughs> Enter the Gungeon is gore another one uh, that's under there. Gore porn. And I think they, yeah. I think they also did Broforce, actually. Let me look it up. I'm, I'm almost positive they did. Give me, give me. Just I'm very, a I'm very thrown off by the titles of these games because when I go to research them, there's a banana on my friend Pedro. Yep. And the yeah, tagline so you, is it's a, it's a British banana that you're and following. Bananas. <laughs> yep, it's a British banana that. you're <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a banana that pops up and talks to you. Like your character is not very sane. <laughs> okay. No. So it like teaches you that banana teaches you how guy. to play the game. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. Oh, it's did, a lot of fun. Uh, the animation looks really cool. Deep Out was another one that they did. Devolver it's so Digital. good. Yeah, it's so yeah, good. It's, it's it's quite it's quite it's very quite highly good. rated. I'm seeing here. If you get a chance, you have an Xbox. Uh, I don't know if it's out for PS4. It might be worth looking into, but I don't know. I think it might be. I don't remember. Yeah, they did do Broforce, Josh. Okay, yeah. it's on here. I'm under like I'm on the developer like website. Gotcha. Enter the Gungeon is one that I've been playing recently. They... It is not not on PS4, but it is on the Switch. Okay, Ooh, that's weird. Um, also, Jim, they're they're making an exit the dun- the Gungeon. I game. saw that. I think they already made it. Okay. It's, yeah. a, it's a platformer. It's a platformer shooter, but I wonder if it's still got the roguelike elements like Enter the Gungeon. I don't know. It's worth checking out. I yeah. like Enter the Gungeon. I do too. So let's talk about number ones. Woo, number ones. Do, 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 do. Number one. All right. Yep. <laughs> there's your there's your sound, uh, Eddie. Just go ahead and edit that in there, would you? Um, Eddie, Wade, let's I, that out. <laughs> I am so glad that you brought up Bioshock Infinite as one of your picks on this game uh, because I got a, a little bit of a chance to talk about the number one pick right now, and that's going to be the first Bioshock. That's funny because um, Wade and I both said we couldn't get through it. <laughs> I know, but it, oh, dude, this game is so... Well, this is the game that kicked off the series. This is like this is one of my three all-time favorite video game series. Um, um, Borderlands and actually no, Borderlands is not one of my all-time favorite series. It's one of my favorite wow. games. Okay, but favorite series is uh, God of War, uh, Uncharted, and Bioshock. Okay, are my three like all-time favorite game series. Fair, yeah. Um, but this one was—I mean, this was the one that kicked, you know that kicked off the series. Um, you know, you had—it was such kind of um, like a revolutionary playstyle in my in my opinion. Like I said, gun in one hand, and you had. Essentially, what was, I don't remember exactly what the, the fluid was that you were putting in there, but it, it gave you different power. So you would give yourself a shot of something. They called it, them Vigors. Vigors. 
Yeah. Vigors. And you would essentially have like, you know, you had like a fire vigor, which give you like a fire ability so you can set enemies ablaze. Um, electricity, so like there was once or twice where like you see an enemy sitting in like a puddle of water, and you know what to do. He's like, you hit that puddle of water with the electricity and just electrocute them all. Um, you know, different stuff like that. You know, you had the creepy element of being in this like raptured city, like deep, deep underwater. Um, kind of <laughs> creepy. Yeah, yeah, wait, I know you love that one. You had your creepy enemies because like a lot of your enemies had like masks, so there was a lot of them that had like bunny masks. Or, like, very unassuming, like, you know, what you would see in, like, a horror type of setting. So you have no idea what these enemies look like. You just know that they're crazy. And then you had the ultimate enemy, which was the big daddies. Um, so you had your big daddies and your little sisters. Uh, and you had to either, you could choose to either save the little sister or, like, absorb it, essentially, and kill her. Um, but the big daddies were these just hulking, just massive guys that just did tons of damage. I had many a death, death to these big daddies. But yeah, they're essentially in what, uh, like, what is a like a classic, like old school diver gear, what it looks like. Um, yeah, it looks like a like a mech version of it though. Yeah, it's insane because they had this yeah. massive drill, like this insanely huge drill, uh, on on the side of their on on one of their arms. Which I mean, again, just they would plow into you with that because these things could move once they were like on you. And, you know, especially if you're running low on animal ammo, because this is one of those games where you have to do some ammo management as well, too, because you don't just have, like, unlimited ammo or, like, there's not, like, always a ton of pickups. I think that's one reason I didn't really enjoy it, is I may have played it wrong. Like, if I went back and played it now... You might. Yeah. It's... Dude, I mean, this game is... This game is so much fun. Um, And going into Bioshock 2 a little bit, they kept a lot of the same stuff. Um, and they kind of added on to it a little bit because they brought in other enemies like the Big Sisters, um, I think is what those ones were called, which were skinnier, faster versions. And like you could hear them screaming from like rooms away and you knew that they were coming. So like, I know I, I would hear the scream and my heart would start beating and I would start flipping my character around trying to figure out where she's coming from. No way. And being in a, in a situation of anxiety because I'm like, I'm not prepared for this. I don't have a lot of ammo. It saved right before I got in this room, so which means it's saved with not a lot of ammo. Like, you know, I just don't have the tools to be able to take this on right now, so you have to kind of, like, reassess how you're going to do this and, and, you know, kind of just try to pick her off as best as possible. So, like, that's what makes this type of game so much fun for me. It's like, I don't know, it's just it's just got a certain element to it. The Big Sisters thing, the way you described it reminds me of, like, the witch from Left 4 Dead. Kind of. Yes, except it just terrifying. <laughs> yeah, except this one is if you because you you'll hear the witch in Left 4 Dead and you can see her and you and can you avoid can her. Yeah, actively move away to avoid her. You yeah. can't do that with the big sisters in this. Once you hear him scream, you're on the lookout because they're coming. They, it may not be immediately; it might be like in like a minute or so, but it's going to be like very like very soon that they're going to be there when you hear him scream. So it's very anxiety inducing. Cool. So, but yeah, Bioshock, man, such a, such a good, I had so much nostalgia when I played this one again. Mr. Bubbles. That's what the, uh, that's what the big daddy is called. Mr. Bubbles. That's right. Yeah. Those things are terrifying too. Cause I remember just hiding in a room waiting for them to walk past. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Just like, yeah so, you know, they're fun. They're fun because you eventually become a big daddy too in the game. So you actually get a chance where like, you're just walking by them and they're not doing anything. 
because you have the the same big daddy gear that they do. Sweet. Do you get so, a little sister? Uh, they start to kind of guide you. Yeah, it, it okay. becomes a it, it becomes a very you don't have a little sister. They're kind gotcha. of all just when especially when you become a big daddy because I think that's why you do it. It's like so you can get help from the little sisters. Gotcha. That's neat. So, well, like I said earlier, I'm gonna have to dive back into it and give it another chance if I can pull okay. myself away from the Halo games because they keep releasing <laughs> those and I'm filled with nostalgia. <laughs> yeah. Wade, number one. Yo. Time. My number one, Jim, you just uh, earlier mentioned that this was one of your favorite game series. Oh, sweet. It's God of War. Yeah. Wait, which one? I'm going to say the original 2005. Yeah, dude. There you Uh, go. Uh, This game just opened my world to slashing grabs and hacking slashing and, oh, man. And and to pair it with. Oh, yeah. To compare it with. Or, uh. To put the Greek mythology behind it was kind of a great pairing and just the whole story aspect of it and the voice acting, everything about it. It was released in 2005, so the graphics weren't the best back then, but, but at, at the time, so well, oh yeah, I, I just love it so much. Uh, I'm not sh- I'm pretty sure I've beaten it. I think it was the third one I still haven't beaten yet. Oh, uh, the third one was the game that got me into the series because I played a demo game. Um, and then I had to go back and play through the other ones before I got to the third game. But I remember watching my buddies, like stepdad, play growing up, play the original God of War. I had, dude, I've, I've like that game. Like I have never had a final boss infuriate me so much as <laughs> Hades did, because yeah. I, I like I had tears of anger and like you know running out because I was so mad. And I was I was a I think I was early high school or late middle school when I played this one. But I remember my mom yelling at me from like the uh, the living room to like put the game down and stop because she could hear me, hear me getting like frustrated and throwing the controller and <laughs> <laughs> trying to beat that freaking boss, dude. Yeah, that was the thing too about those games back then. If you didn't have your memory card put in into the old PS2, oh no, and you and you you had to get it right, you know, right before a big boss was coming on because there's no way the first try you weren't gonna make. Oh, it. Oh no, no, no way. That's 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 the type of game where you're going to play through the boss because you have to and you have to get his his rhythm down because they they all have certain rhythm and certain attacks and and certain tells and and so it's, it's going to be like a five or six battle yeah like you know five or six times playing through that boss at least trying to get through it i love the irony that you said hades was like the biggest pain in your butt at the time because you said god of war and uncharted are two of your favorite series correct yes Hades was voiced by Nolan North, who is the voice of... of Nathan Drake, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't know that. So you hated Nathan Drake before Nathan Drake was <laughs> Nathan Drake. <laughs> was even... <laughs> that's so good. Oh, man. I did not know that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He was... God, he was such an awful boss to fight. But <laughs> one of my favorite things about the God of War series in general is I love the representations of the bosses or of the, the gods, just in general. Yeah. Like... Probably one of the coolest, iter- not Hades, sorry, I was thinking Ares as the final boss for the uh, the first game. Oh, gotcha, okay. Yeah, Ares was, so Hades uh, was in the third game, was a boss in the third game, and that was probably one of my favorite representations of Hades, like in anything, is the way he looks, and just his his whole, like everything was just super cool about him. Yeah, and each boss's level that you went to would, I mean, straight out of the, the history books, or straight out of oh, the... Yeah. The so mythology, clever. like the the underworld where Hades was ruling over, you had to climb Cyrus, through like yeah. well, you did go you know, to they're Tartarus, like arm, 
the arms come out and try to grab you and pull you in all the dead people. Oh, and the river sticks? Yeah. Yeah. Uh Yeah, because in every game you go to hate at some point and you have to climb your way back out and every single game they do that. I think they even did that in the... uh, No, they didn't do that in one. That was was Greek. Or, sorry, Roman or uh, Norse mythology. But yeah, that was a cool thing. But yeah, even that, just that, the fact that it's based on Greek mythology, a video game based on that and... Yeah, kind of before I guess there had been prior games like that before, but not on the level that God of War did it at. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, and those blades, dude. I mean, cool blades of chaos. Any game. Well, I think there were only the blades of chaos in one of them because there were there were three. You had a different set of blades in each one. They were all called different, but it was the same idea. Oh uh, yeah, true, true. Yeah. Sorry, I'm spitting more like the chain blades. Yeah, I'm spitting more like unnecessary unnecessary knowledge uh, about. Well, I think you're just in- including you know the other installments. Yeah, because that, that just every, like all four of those games are just great. Yeah. Actually, all of them because I think because you had God of War four that came out it was like Ascension or something like that that came out after three. It was set between one and two. Yeah, um, and then you had Ghost of Sparta, and then one other one, ESB, that came out too. So you had five total, and then the new one. Yeah, the oh, whole fine. franchise. If oh, uh, I could put the number one franchise video, if that's the list, then God of War will be on that one as well for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we're not going to do that list now. <laughs> so we already know your number ones. So I wouldn't even know what my series is. I'd have to do some research. Uh, Wade, you forgot to mention also the presence of video game boobs. Yeah. Oh. Those not my favorite kind scenes. of boobs, but <laughs> boobs classic. nonetheless. The classic sex scenes. I do remember one point, correct me if I'm wrong, and I don't remember which God of War game it was because I've only played one of them for like a very short amount of time, but there was one section where you had to press buttons at a certain time while Kratos was having sex. All three of them. (laughs) So that's like a a theme. There was a segment in that, in all three of them, and uh, I remember, so (laughs) let me preface by saying you get stuff by doing that. So it gives you, like, a (laughs) massive amount of orbs. So, like, red orbs, which you use for for upgrading your items. So, like, you know, I kept, you you would keep doing it until you, like, basically exhausted that resource. That's so so funny. Yeah. Yeah, All three of the games, all three of the games, you do that. (laughs) All right. What about the new one? I don't think so. No, the new uh, one is such a different game from, gotcha. from the other okay. ones. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Since I ruined it with that, is there anything else you want to mention before we move on? I think that was if a good you, way to end that one. Yeah, if you haven't played this game yet, any of these games, oh, God of War is quite the game to play. And it's just like a hack and slash, right? Yeah, essentially. Yeah. There's, it's, there's some puzzle elements, some platform elements, stuff like that. But I mean, it's core, yeah. You're just swinging those blades and chopping enemies down. Collecting loot, upgrading your abilities and stuff like that. Yeah, gotcha. So my number one is going to be Dark, and it's going to be Night. It's going to be the Arkham series. And Which one? Well, so they're all very similar. If I had to go with one, it would be Arkham Knight, because Scarecrow is my favorite villain, like Batman villain. And I thought that the way that they did his character and stuff, where he's like his burlap sack is like sewed to his face and stuff, was just so sick. And I just, awesome. I just like that that level sequence in general, like that the way that they did that. Yeah, but I, I I wrote on my list here. I wrote in parentheses the whole Arkham series because, like I said, they're more or less the same like style. 
Yeah. Kind of. Obviously, they add more stuff into the newer ones when they learn what works, what doesn't work, all that stuff. My only gripe with the Arkham Knight game is... I mean, not really. One gripe that I've heard, I don't know if it's necessarily a gripe from me, but is forcing you to use the Batmobile at certain times. I mean, to me, that's just an element of the game. Yeah, I mean, that's the narrative part of it. You can always go around and free roam for the most part. Yeah, yeah you're, you're not a big fan of doing that, are you, Josh, in video games? So I, I am... <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, I'm going to sound like a hypocrite, but the I feel like the Arkham games were obviously were a lot smaller than Red Dead Redemption 2. They were. And it was easier sure. to get around. You could float around and all this stuff. You could get much and you, quicker. You also had a you know, like a, a space car. Yeah. <laughs> you could also yeah. speed around the uh yeah, the city. Well one thing I thought was interesting is like, because yes, they do have an open world element and they all have collectibles um, oh, yeah. in them as well. But each game kind of got bigger and bigger because you had Arkham Asylum, so where you were essentially in the prison. Yep. Then you had Arkham City, which brought you outside of the prison into the surrounding, like, you know, they, they essentially made, like, a little city, or, or like, uh, the inmates took over part of Gotham. Mm. And in Arkham Knight, you have all of Gotham that you're pretty much, like, exploring yeah. and running around in. And then I'd be remiss if we didn't mention Arkham Origins, which is, truth be told, one game that I haven't played yet. I haven't done that one either. But, because it was made by a different company, so it wasn't Rocksteady. Oh, so okay. it kind of like flew under. The, I, I feel like it flew under the radar as opposed to like the other, uh, other titles. But I've heard it's good. But yeah, you're right. So you get to see a little bit more of Gotham each game. Yeah, and they which is really cool. And they added more characters in there. Like the first one, you had like Killer Croc. You know, oh, the second one, the second one, they added in like Deadshot. You had Deadshot missions. Uh, the th- or I say the second one, Arkham City, and then Arkham Knight. They added in, you know, well, Scarecrow was in all of them, but you had, like, uh, Professor Pig. You had, you know... Um, what was the the, uh, the name of the knight? You're talking about... Oh, I can see him. You know, I know. Yeah, yeah, basically, he's, he is, like, Batman was training him to take on... Yes. Uh, the Batman mantle, essentially. Azrael. Azrael, yeah. He was included in that one. Yep. He showed my, up in that my, one. My biggest issue with Arkham Knight is I found the story extremely predictable like towards the tail end because they like you know, that's shrouded in so much mystery yeah and i was able to guess exactly who it was i knew the exact story that they were pulling from i knew exactly the character and i knew exactly what happened like you know it, it's not very often i actually get a, like i'm actually able to guess exactly what's going to happen in a video game story yeah i will give you that i wasn't into comics when i played it so i fell right into the story i was like oh that's neat Oh, yeah. But I have heard quite a few people that are like, yeah, we knew, like, from the moment. (laughs) (laughs) From the moment the Arkham Knight showed up, like, I knew who it was. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, But it's still a fun game overall. I thoroughly enjoyed that. I'm a big DC fan now, so going back and playing it now I think would be really fun. Because there'd be a lot of Easter eggs and stuff that I would pick up on now that I wouldn't have back then when I played it. Like the Solomon Grundy memorial in Arkham Knight is really creepy. And the whole Joker story is just crazy. Oh, I know. It's wild. That's, you, you know that Joker is also voiced by Mark Hamill, right? Yes. Yeah. Which I thought was, which I thought was cool. That is really cool. And that, that's one reason that I like those games is that it gives that yeah. authenticity, I guess. 
where you know if you're a Batman like voiced like the movies and shows and stuff, there's really one Joker. <laughs> let's let's be honest, and it's Mark Hamill. Yeah. So it's just really cool. Sorry, I was trying to look up and see who voiced uh, Batman in the games. Uh, so don't. I think it was you know. Kevin Conroy, wasn't it? Yes, it was Kevin Conroy. Oh snap! You are you are correct, sir. I don't know how I knew that because I never actually up ever. But it, I think the voice was just just rang a certain way. It was very because <clears throat> I think Kevin Conroy was like my favorite voice actor for the Batman. Yeah, and then. Uh, Obviously, Tara Strong did Harley Quinn. She's famous yeah. for doing Harley Quinn. And Troy Baker actually did Two-Face, which oh, is interesting. interesting. Troy Baker yeah. is the the original voice of uh, Claptrap. And he also did... What's his name in Tales from the Borderlands? Uh, the guy? Uh, Reese. Reese, yeah. Yep. Yep. So, Batman, Arkham... Yeah, a little bit of uh, back information. <laughs> like, Batman, Arkham... That's go, pretty much what I... play them all... <laughs> That's actually what I typed into Google to try to find. Uh, I typed in Batman Arkham IMDb and then like. <laughs> that's excellent. Yeah, so that's it's Arkham games. Wade, have you played the Batman games? You've been pretty quiet Solid over there. Solid games. I uh, I played all, I want to say the three. I did not play Origins like you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, actually right before I shut off my Xbox Live subscription and tucked it away into my storage cabinet where I keep my other consoles that I don't play anymore. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, my Xbox One, I retired, but the game I was playing right before I did that was actually Arkham Knight. Did you finish nice. it? I mean, like, finish the narrative, I, I guess. I did not. I think I'm maybe halfway through, I want to say. I'd recommend playing it. I mean, obviously, I don't think it's worth breaking out your Xbox and getting a subscription to play I'm, well, well, you don't, I don't need a think subscription. I have to be online to do that, do I? What, do you have it on disc? Yeah, oh yeah. Then no, yeah, you should be able to just play it. But I think it's a solid game. It's fun. Uh, like I said, I yeah. like I like Scarecrow a lot, so I liked that he was. I did like that iteration. The main. That was another game where I I, yeah. I loved the the way that they portrayed um, a lot of these super famous characters that we've all seen in Batman. Yep. But it's such a darker spin on a lot of them. Oh, it's fantastic. One of my the big takeaways from those games that I always had was after you died. And they had the cutscenes of whoever killed you or whichever villain it was at the time mm-hmm. you were facing in the game. They oh. would just kind of mock you. Yeah. And then they like fade to black and you're like, oh, that's kind of messed up. Oh, that up. pissed me off <laughs> so bad, dude. I had so many times where that just absolutely pissed me off because I was just getting mocked after every death. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, if I remember correctly, I think Hugo Strange was the, the creepiest one. Yeah. But I digress. Good. Good list, guys. That is gonna solid choices. Wrap up our three, two, one, and we're gonna throw out a new-ish last segment before we move into the uh, play it or trash it segment. And this one is gonna be instead of honorable and dishonorable this time, we're gonna be doing dying to play. So it's one game, single player game that fits the theme that we have not played, but we are dying to play it and haven't yet for one reason or the other. So, without further ado, Jim, me, what game are you dying to play? The game that I've, for some reason, always been dying to play, and I know it's also on Xbox Game Pass, so I have no excuse not to play it, <laughs> is a recent uh, reboot within the last, like, I think 2016 is when it came out again. A reboot of a very classic game is Doom by Bethesda. Um, I've always wanted to play the Doom games. 
like one of the the, the newer ones especially because i was you know I'm, I'm a little i was a little after like the the old school doom pc games yeah but i've always wanted to play this one i don't know man this just seems like a fun one to kind of just pick up and just go you know just create carnage and just go wreck stuff because that's essentially what this game is it's just it's a it's a you know shooter you know it's a first person shooter you know where you're just I mean, I don't know, like, you know, I think raise hell is what it's like, uh, like a tagline on it. So it's a game where you can just go and raise hell. like, you know, And that seems like a fun kind of cathartic game, you know, where after yeah. like a long day at work, you can just go shoot some demons or, you know, whatever. Um, so I don't know, man, this is a game that's always kind of escaped me. And it's on, you know, it's, it's on Game Pass. I've never felt like the need to, I never felt like buying it because I didn't know if I was actually going to like it or not. Mm-hmm. And I'm always a little like skeptic when I don't, you know, absolutely no. I love a game, so it's always been kind of out of my grasp because I've never wanted to 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 uh, pull the trigger, as you will, and uh, and just play oh. it. But I might have to do it I after like, this. I like that. That was that was slick throwing that you pun like that? in there. Yep. Oh yeah, all puns intended. After you play the game, you'll probably be trigger happy. Hey. Hey. So I'm moderately interested in playing it. I know that it's scary. The game that I'm going to talk about a tiny bit, because it's not the Doom that you're referring to, but I remember Doom 3 being terrifying. It's the one where you're on Mars, and you're on like this colony like station or whatever. But I imagine the new one is going to be equally as creepy. Dooms are just known to be maybe not creepy in the sense that like like long-lasting creepy. It's like jump scares and stuff like that. Yeah, it's anxiety. I've also heard it's pretty anxiety-inducing. Yeah, well, because it's just like go, 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 and you're just constantly facing like yeah, it's like intense. It's just like it, there's just no slowing slowing down in a game like this. Yeah, because I've been hearing the new Doom Eternal game is pretty good, which is I think just came out like last week or something. I think that's the one on Game Pass, isn't it? No, uh, it's it should be the 2016 Doom. Oh, uh, uh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, let me see if I can double check though. Well, I remember playing the original Doom game on 16-bit, 8-bit, <laughs> not even. Even that. Even those games were creepy. They're like really old school, just oh pixely, God, no ang- anxiety at all, just gross-looking brain monsters with one eyeball flying at you, and you just have to blast them. The only thing that like takes kind of takes a little bit of the anxiety away that you fight is called the pinky. I don't know if that's like, like dubbed by like just players or if that's like that's actually, like what like is canonically the name. Pinky's coming for you. <laughs> God, hey, don't say it like that. <laughs> wait, I wanted to mention one thing. The one thing that I remember from the the OG Doom, the PC Doom. Yeah. The guy's face at the bottom. Yes. Whenever you that, got man. damaged or injured, he would get oh, yeah, bloodier and his, bloodier. Like, his eyes <laughs> yeah. or, his, or his whole face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you would just get bloody. <laughs> like, if you have cuts and stuff, and just be like, ah, oh, it was and awesome. You'd heal and it'd, like, start over. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't there a Doom 64 as well? I believe so. That sounds very familiar. Yeah. But Doom, I put Doom kind of like, you remember Duke Nukem? Yep. Kind of <laughs> like. You know, like a shooter, like a goofy shooter. Yeah. But I guess Doom was more dark, supposed to be at least. But I don't know if they ever captured the the no. sinisterness of it. No, I, I, I don't think so. I think it's like <laughs> it's like a gore porn video game. 
kind of right. where yeah i definitely would consider it gore porn for sure yeah <laughs> wade what game are you dying to play so i was torn when i had to decide this i wanted to, to make a pun and say it was death stranding that i'm dying to play but in reality it's ah. untitled goose game <laughs> oh my god dude untitled goose game is such a great game oh i i don't yeah, know how ridiculous. or why i have not gotten my hands on this game yet it looks so much <laughs> looks like so much fun i could just play it for hours and hours until every checklist is checked upon and i'm just running i'm running wild with this goose in this just game honking at people yeah that's fantastic <sighs> yeah. i have heard about this game i need to i also need to get this is this on game pass also it is on Game Pass. Well, oh, I don't know if it's yeah. on. I don't know if it's on PC Game Pass though, because I have it on on the actual Xbox system. I'll have to look into it and see. Uh, I've got it pulled. I'm I'm looking at it now. <laughs> so, fun fact is, Untitled Goose Game was not actually supposed to be the original title, but it did so well, like with people, that the uh, House House decided to just keep it as Untitled Goose Game. But they, when they originally showed the game, they didn't have a definite. title. So they just put it out as Untitled Goose Game, and it was such a big hit. Very, very meta. Yeah, that's funny. So even I've seen, uh, I follow a few gaming channels on YouTube, uh, Up, Up, Down, Down, and stuff like that. And they play; they'll have WWE superstars coming in to play random <laughs> games. And I saw an episode where they played Untitled Goose Game, and they were just dying, laughing, just rolling every every scene they were shooting, every level they were playing. And I was just like, I don't know if I'll ever have this much fun playing a video game because I need to play it. Yeah, no, it, it it's quite it, it's got it's got quite the charm to it. I, I I adore that game. I haven't finished it, but I adore it. It's not it's also not on PC Game Pass, Josh. So sorry, buddy. Dang it, <laughs> that's all right. I do want to play it. I, I like a lot of those indie games too. I was looking up quite a few of them, and it, they all look super fun. It's a it's a nice breath of fresh air from like your taking your pc to the max limit graphics kind of thing yeah and kind of stepping back into the olden days of games the simplicity of it yeah yeah i kind of want to go the opposite direction of my top three list with this one that's cool i respect that i am not gonna go in the opposite direction (laughs) (laughs) i am dying to play a game called near automata this game is like <clears throat> it was developed by Platinum Games, published by Square Enix. It's a 2017 action role-playing game. It's kind of hack and slashy, like during the fights and stuff. But it's beautiful. I played the demo, so I only played like the first quest or like whatever the first mission or whatever, what have you. My wife has been playing it, and my I was gonna say I was like, wait a minute, is this does this count since you watched your wife play this game? <laughs> I I've only watched her for like a few minutes. I don't I don't want to watch her for that reason because I I was interested oh, when I played the demo, okay. and I yeah. I do plan on going back and playing it. So I don't <laughs> okay. I don't want her to spoil it for me. Yeah, okay. But enough. it is awesome. It's like a dystopian future where like there's living robots and stuff that attack you i think at one point there's like a giant crane or something that comes to life but it's like kind of realistic it's like that final fantasy ish style where it's, it's a, yeah it's, it's a very action. fantastical yeah. oh yeah i got what you mean and that final fantasy ish final fantasy final <laughs> fantastical that final fantasy though but uh 
you have like this robot that floats over you and you have uh, another guy that accompanies you so it's not just like you taking on everything by yourself you actually have like an ai companion which is kind of nice like take the heat off help you a little bit and then the robot can actually shoot so you can like be slashing and cutting things up but the robot is also shooting them kind of like lowering their health for you so it seems like a nice mix but it's gotten really good reviews my wife really likes it i really enjoyed it i don't play a lot of like Japanese Square Enix style games or like Final Fantasy style games but this one I feel like it had me hooked when I played that that short demo uh, my PS4 has been overheating though unfortunately I need to get it I yeah we've to... been talking for years about would you say it's the dying is that it <laughs> to play <laughs> It's no, at this point, okay. I think it's just dying. dying. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, it sounds like a yeah, it sounds like a jet engine. It's like yeah, it's probably kicking on when you play it. <laughs> my assumption is that it's just loaded with uh, with like lint inside of it, and I'm just scared to take it apart because I don't want to not be able to play it anymore. I'd rather spend a little money and take it in to someone that knows what they're doing. I just need the money for that. <laughs> I'll update you when I start playing it and let you know. Maybe it'll show up on one of my lists. All right, guys. Yeah. Are you ready for Play It or Trash It? Hell yeah! Yes. Ooh. Let's do it. My poor ears. <laughs> hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's, that's better. Oh, oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. You guys saying that over and over reminds me of like Hot Rod when they're like, cool beans. Oh, yeah. Cool, cool. <laughs> Cool, cool, cool beans. Cool beans. Cool. Cool, cool beans. Beans, beans, cool beans. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> the first the first game I'm going to give you guys, and I made a list of like 15 games. So if you guys have played one of these games, let me know and I'll skip to the next one. But I, I picked some pretty obscure oh, oh. games. If If both of us have played it, we can skip over to the next one. That's fair. But if one of us has played it, how about we just do like you know, say if I, yeah, I'll we'll just say have I'll play it, and we'll then just... Wade can answer whether he played or not. Cool. Sounds good. Sounds good. Both both of you guys are cutting out a little bit. Ah uh, yeah. Boo. Yeah. The internet telling us to shut up. All right. The first game is called Iron Snout. Iron Whoa. Snout. Hold on. Okay. Let me let me fact let me fact check this real quick, because <laughs> I think that it might be multiplayer. I'm pretty sure this is what we're supposed to do before the podcast. Nope, this is not. Okay, Iron <laughs> Snout is an online fighting game created by Snout Up, where you play as a pig and have to fight the wolves. Punch, kick, and flip your way through wa- waves of wolves and other bad guys. Dodge axes and other thrown projectiles away from the arrow keys. Away with the arrow keys. Play Iron Snout to show those wolves not to mess with pigs. So it looks like a side-scroller-y pigs versus... It kind of looks like uh, Castle Crashers, but like a little bloody with axes. And the pig has a blonde mohawk, if that is like the deciding factor for you. Yes. (laughs) You got me. Blonde Mohawk, I'm all in. Wade. Iron Snout's going to get a trash from me, Ooh. boys. I'm, uh, 
I'm, I'm getting a, some Angry Birds vibes, like you're a little Castle Crashers kind of sort of thing. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know about this one. Jim. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just not super into it. Like, it sounds, it sounds fun, but I'm just not, I don't know. I, I think I'm going to pass on this one as well. It doesn't be fun for long. Yeah, I'm actually going to pass too. It doesn't look like you do, it doesn't look like you go anywhere. It looks like you just stay, I, I could be wrong, but it looks like you just stay in one spot and like wolves come from the left or the right and you just like take yeah. them out. It's got, I mean, it's got overwhelmingly positive reviews, but it's like, it, it seems, it's very much um, beat em up. It's like a beat em up style. Yep. Almost. Yep. So, and I'm, I'm somewhat cool with those ones, but right. not like all into it. Sorry, Iron Snout. You have gotten the trash. Sorry, pal. I should put a, like a pig oinking like, like crazy in that <laughs> right there. No. All right. The next one is going to be, you're going to love this, American Truck Simulator. Oh, Yeehaw! <laughs> American Truck Simulator is a 2016 business and vehicle simulation game developed by the Czech company SCS Software and is the parallel video game sequel to Euro Truck Simulator 2, spiritual successor of 18 Wheels of Steel. 18 wheels of <laughs> steel, dude. So, you guys have seen the simulator games, I'm assuming, yeah. so... Oh, yeah. American Truck Simulator puts you in the seat of a driver for hire entering the local freight market, making you work your way up to become an owner-operator and go on to create the, one of the largest transportation companies in the United States. Player trash. Jim. Uh, no. It's it's a hard no for me. I'm not... A, I'm not... A- simulation games uh, especially not one where you're playing as a this is not to say anything bad about truck drivers but I do I don't want to be a truck driver like I don't want to be a truck driver in real life and I don't want to be a truck driver in a video game so that's a hard no okay Wade are you a truck driver <laughs> so I I'm a little torn on this one because <laughs> randomly I stumbled upon a live stream of somebody playing this game the other day and I was like, what the hell is this guy playing? <laughs> and he's literally, he's got his whole setup, like the wheel, like you would in a no. racing game. He's got it all set up. He's got his little his joystick manual. No. You know. That's awesome. And literally, you just drive, you know, like a normal speed limit. And you're just honking your horn and making sure you don't weave into traffic. And it's, <laughs> it is what it is. I mean, I don't know. I would, I would probably try it out just to see. You know, what it's like to be a truck driver. But other than that, I don't know how long it would last for me. And I would, I would, I would give it a, I would give it a play. One, one solid playthrough. That used to be the thing that I would do when I was bored in Grand Theft Auto. Drive <laughs> that's, that's totally fair. I used to do that too. <laughs> I'm kind of with Wade. I would give it one shot and I would probably drive like an idiot. And then, <laughs> and then the... Like, the vanity and stuff would wear off. The appeal would wear off. And then I'd be over it. So I, would... I do like I do like the aspect of being able to build, like, a like a trucking empire. I feel like that's kind of cool. So there's a game that just popped up on Xbox Game Pass for PC. And it's, like, Train Simulator. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm like, oddly really interested in, in downloading okay. that and trying it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I could be oh, into that as well. Man. 
seems relaxing. The only simulator game that I would want to play is Goat Simulator. That doesn't count. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> so, but yeah, my so we got we got one trash and we got two like probably get it for free try it once and then never play it again give it a shot train sim world 2020 (laughs) yep there it is (laughs) my my next game that i'm gonna download (laughs) oh that we're gonna somehow weirdly get addicted to play (laughs) all right game number three is gonna be a game called pony island so pony island this week josh i know Pony Island is a suspense puzzle game in disguise. You are in limbo, trapped in a malevolent and malfunctioning arcade machine devised by the devil himself. The devil detests having his puzzles solved and poor programming exposed. You will need to think outside the box to proceed and you and you will be insulted when you do. So it's like a it's like an 8-bitty kind of game. It's all actually not even 8-bit. It's like, it looks like Oregon Trail or something. <laughs> Maybe not that simple. Um, it has gotten overwhelmingly positive reviews on Steam. Wade. It, it looks like a very, from what I'm seeing of the screen grabs, uh, it's looking like a very, it looks like it's black and white, first of all. Yeah. Mm, I'm seeing with some like, like with the, the, uh, bits of color splashed in. I'm seeing like the red and blue, like 3D, like, you know, when you yeah. take off like, 3D glasses. Yeah, it's very simple but kind of captivating animation. I'm I'm digging that. I'm getting some Cuphead vibes, which yeah. is cool. Oh, man, because I love that man. game. That game is so much fun. I'm glad I didn't put Cuphead on my list. <laughs> well, that's also not a single player. That's true. Yeah, I would uh, I would I would play this game. I'd try to play it. It okay. looks very hard and confusing, but I give it a shot. I think I'm right there with Wade. I think I would play it too. This one looks like it'd be a fun like game to kind of just pick up and put down. Honestly, like you kind of keep it on the the back burner, and every so often you're like, I'm kind of bored. Like, let me just hop back into Pony Island and play a little bit of it, you know. Uh, or you can get extremely addicted to it and just completely finish and like just play the crap out of it. Couple things that I wanted to mention. Uh, I also am interested in trying it. It says it is not a game about ponies, which is kind of funny. We're not ga- a game about what ponies. Okay. Um, but the tags for it are puzzle and psychological horror, which are two oh, things that I like. Snap, dude. So, oh yeah, I'm yeah, super I'm, yeah, interested. Yeah, I think I would definitely, uh, definitely want to play this game. Cool. All right. Uh, next game is going to be more of a, not an eight bit type game. It's going to be a game called what remains of Edith Finch. Oh, interesting. This game let me pull it up is <laughs> yep i'm totally ready so as edith you'll explore the colossal finch oh sorry uh what remains of edith finch is a collection of strange tales about a family in washington state as edith you'll explore the colossal finch house searching for stories as she explores her family history and tries to figure out why she's the last one in her family left alive each story lets you uh, each story you find lets you experience the life of a new family member on the day of their death with stories ranging from the distant past to the present day. Uh, I'm gonna go first. I'm I didn't know anything about this game until I just read that. I'm super into that now. <laughs> it's like uh, it's almost like Assassin's Creed but darker. Like you're living you're living your relatives' last moments. And, and that's like super dark. That seems 
that seems kind of uh, dark, like cool. I don't know. Cool in like a dark way is what I was going to say. Jim, you sound on the fence. Yeah, because I've seen this game come up on the Game Pass for the actual Xbox itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just seemed... I'm not usually crazy into like story-heavy driven like uh, Telltale games type of deal almost. Yeah. And that's kind of what this seemed like to me. Um, your description or reading the description that you did of it sounds really cool. But I just don't know how into it I would be if it's depending on the, the gameplay style. Fair. So play it or trash it? I think I would probably pass on this one. Okay. Wade, what are you thinking? I've definitely seen this one come up in uh, in my PlayStation Store. Um, watch the trailer. Try to download the demo, but I don't think they had a demo for it. Um, it looks like... It could be from the screenshots I'm seeing. It looks like maybe it's like kind of like a, a mystery. Like you have to, you see the big scene and then you click on little things and you zoom in on them to see what's out of place or, you know, find clues and evidence of how your relatives passed away. So it does, not... it does say that one of the tags on Steam is a walking simulator. I was just going to say that. Okay. Yeah. I'd probably, I'd probably trash it. All right. That's fine. I'll let you guys know how it is. <laughs> yeah, let us know what remains of Edith Finch. Yeah. Hey! Get out of here. So, this next game is going to be a game that I was talking to myself while I was looking them up. I was looking these games up before we started recording because I'm a terrible host. And I don't like this game. I'm going to immediately trash it before I even tell you what it is. But it's a game called Postal 2. Have you guys heard of Postal 2? Postal, not Portal. Not, postal. Not Portal. Like totally going Postal? Yes. This is a game where you live a week in the life of the Postal Dude, a hapless everyman just trying to check off some chores, buying milk, returning an overdue library book, getting Gary Coleman's autograph, what could possibly go wrong? Blast, chop, and piss your way through a freak show of American caricatures in this darkly humorous first-person adventure. So maybe maybe it's not as... I always thought it was like a... Just going around murdering like people, but maybe not. Still, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to say trash it for me. There's five postal games made. <laughs> in, in existence. Well, I'm referring to Postal 2. <laughs> I did not know that when I looked that up. Yeah, I, I'm going to be right there with you. This, yeah, I'm going to trash this game because uh, it just does not look like it's, it or sound like it would be a fun game. Sounds like it would be yeah, every, sad. Everything, <laughs> oh, everything I'm seeing about it from the, the game cover, the artwork itself, just looks very sloppy. Yeah. It just doesn't look like a well-put-together game at all. So I think that's going to have to go in the trash, boys. All right. We're trashing it. I think we're unanimous. Sorry, Postal 2. Next game is going to be Greedfall. Greedfall was released pretty recent. It's um, September 10th, 2019. So in Greedfall, explore uncharted new lands as you set foot on a remote island seeping with magic and filled with riches, lost secrets, and fantastic creatures. 
Forge this new world's destiny as you befriend or betray your companions and entire factions. With diplomacy, deception, and force, become part of a living, evolving world. Influence its course and shape your story. This game looks like... I can't tell what kind of game this is. If it's like top-down or side-scroller or... It's third-person. Third-person, okay. Mm-hmm. So... Wade... Greedfall. Greedfall looks and sounds kind of cool. A lot of elements of things I look for and enjoy playing in video games. So I'd probably... Yeah, I'd probably give it a shot. I'd give it a play. It kind of reminds me of, like, third-person civilization. Like, that's what it sounds like to me, kind of. Where you're just conquering and building your, uh, your world. Um... Jim? I don't know. Looking at, like, screen grabs and stuff of it, it doesn't quite look like that. It, I would give it a shot, honestly. It looks like it could be a lot of fun. I think my biggest gripe would be it looks like a game that doesn't know what it wants to be. Just because, like, as I'm looking at screen grabs, there's, like, all kinds of, like, wicked stuff happening. I don't want to give too much away, but, I mean, it looks like it'd be fun. It's got a kind of a Monster Hunter feel. Yeah. Yeah, it also uh, kind of it looks like it might be turn-based combat maybe also like um uh dragon age yeah. type of deal i think kind of huh interesting yeah i'd give it a shot this one looks like it'd be fun i'm gonna um, i'm gonna i'm gonna say no i'm gonna trash it for me just because i i don't know i don't like <laughs> i don't like diplomacy <laughs> <laughs> um no, I mean, we it's just... We like games to escape diplomacy. Yeah, it just, it seems like it's too... I, I fear that it might be too in-depth. And so... Got it. I just want... I play games to not think, for the part. Lately, yeah. I'd be worried about having to make big decisions and stuff. And Yeah, it doesn't sound like a very good self-isolating game. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're just trying to get lost in it, maybe. But this next game might be, and I think I already know Jim's decision for it, but... Oh man, you know me too well. We'll see. This game is called House Flipper. Oh, I'm already in. House (laughs) This is Wade, by the way. Sign me up. (laughs) That was the best thing ever. Uh, I think I have actually seen. House Flipper is a unique chance to become a one-man renovation crew buy repair and remodel devastated houses give them a second life and sell them at a profit yeah man yeah i think i'd play this one. Oh, we would play a sim i think so this one this one's got because i mean dude like this game looks i mean i don't know how long i would play it for come on man we all we all play we all watch hgtv at one point <laughs> yeah that's true yeah <laughs> If only I had a twin, then I can go and be like property brothers. Yeah. Well, we could we could be twins, maybe. We could be let's, brothers. Let's, let's do it, Josh. Let's be twins. Yep. Twinsies. Yeah. We're gonna. It's like it's on PS4, so I'm now I'm definitely gonna play it. <laughs> <laughs> I might actually have to check this. <laughs> uh, there's also a garden flipper. I saw that too. Yeah. So. And then there's. There's, you can do the whole the, the whole house. There's thief, uh, not related to that. Well, kind of related to that. There's thief simulator too. So maybe you could build a house and break into. 
it's, there's a yeah on Steam. There's a a buy like a build your empire bundle that includes house flipper, car mechanic simulator, and Ooh. thief simulator. Ooh. So there you go. There's also PC Builder Simulator too, which is interesting. Yeah, which is super strange. Yeah, there's a simulator <laughs> for everything. Yep. Garden. Uh, what is it? Farming Simulator too. Oh yeah. Yeah. They have yeah. like twenty of those. Oh games. my god. Yeah. There's so many of them. There's like, like a new one that comes out every. <laughs> it's like the sports games. Like a new one comes out every year. <laughs> dude. Oh, dude, you get to do uh, the new simulator. It's like now with John Deere T500. Yeah. There's, there's some listener out there that's like, there's no T500, idiot. Yeah, what are you talking about? God. Unsubscribe. It's T550. All right. Uh, <laughs> next one is going to be a game. I, I'm i taking a shot. I don't know if you guys have played it yet. I'm going to assume you haven't. Uh, it's the popular game, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. It is developed by uh, From Software, who did the Dark Souls and Bloodborne game. You are the one-armed wolf. A disgraced and disfigured warrior rescued from the brink of death, bound to protect a young lord who is the descendant of an ancient bloodline, you become the target of many vicious enemies, including the dangerous Ashina clan. When the young lord is captured, nothing will stop you on a perilous quest to regain your honor, not even death itself. All right. <laughs> this game, uh, if I had remembered it, probably would have been my dying to play it game. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I've been dying to play this game since it came out. My my wife recently told me she wants me to buy it for her, and I was surprised. Uh, it's 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 definitely a Souls game, mm-hmm. for sure. So, yeah, be prepared for that if you do buy it for her, because it's not easy. Yeah. So this this difficulty chart on here on the Steam review says, um, my ninety year old grandma could play it, easy, normal, hard, and then checked off is Dark Souls made by the same people. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah. So it is going to be a hard game. Uh, mm-hmm. I like the the ancient Japanese story and the whole like the whole thing. So I'd I'd be down. It would frustrate me, I'm sure, but I would be down. Yeah. It looks like a beautiful game. So. Yeah, I've seen a bunch of gameplay trailers for this multiple, and uh, it looks incredible. There's a lot of. It looks really dark in a lot of levels that I've seen, but I would definitely play this game. All right. We have a unanimous wood play. Good job, guys. Uh, all right, t- <laughs> two more. Oh, man. All right. Do it up. So the next one is going to be Graveyard Keeper. So Graveyard Keeper. <laughs> Build and manage a medi- uh, medieval graveyard while facing ethical dilemmas and making questionable decisions. Welcome to Graveyard Keeper, the most, <laughs> the most inaccurate medieval cemetery sim of the year. <laughs> Build, manage, uh, build and manage your own graveyard and expand into other ventures while finding shortcuts to cut costs. Use the resources you can find. After all, this is a game about the spirit of capitalism and doing whatever it takes to build a thriving business. <laughs> and, al- and also, it's a love story. <laughs> nice. Uh, and there's a, there's a gif of the graveyard keeper running a wrapped body to a river and throwing it in. I'm down. <laughs> I'm totally down. Wait, so you when you were fir- when you were first describing it, I thought it was going to be like a more like a not not like a hyper realistic, but a more realistic take on it. But <laughs> it looks like very very cartoony, very fun. Yeah, I'd probably play this game. Jim. I'd play it for a little bit, 
but I think overall, I don't know how long I would play it for. This is the play for a night, and I just never touch it again. I mean, that's um, fair. And say I enjoy playing it. <laughs> um, so I don't know, man. I'm 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 gonna say probably no. I'm gonna say I'm not. I'm probably just not gonna play it because I just I know how I am. That's fine. Jim can come over to my apartment and watch me play it. And yeah, we'll do that. Make make snarky comments about how I'm running my graveyard. Yep. Awfully. Yep. You're really yep. gonna put that there? Yes. God, you I suck. Am. You suck at a graveyard keeper. You should just die. Just kidding. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. Wow. That was awful. That was awful. Then who I would take so care sorry. of my graveyard? I would. Would I be? Would I be? <laughs> the, the question the is, would I? Would I? Would you bury me in my own graveyard? Yes. In your own graveyard. You think? Yeah. You think gravekeepers are buried I'd in the graveyard that they were keeping? Then, I don't know, man. I wonder if you can unlock the Undertaker in this game. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> all right that was my awful undertaker impression so the final game that i'm gonna ask you guys about is called bendy and the ink machine i've heard of this one. bendy and the ink machine is the first person puzzle action horror game that will forever ruin your childhood love of cartoons play as henry as he revisits the demons of his past by exploring the abandoned animators workshop of joey drew studios which is funny because that's the company that made the game. With twists and turns around every corner, Bendy and the Ink Machine is sure to thrill you and decimate your childhood. <laughs> You'll never look at cartoons the same way again. I like the artwork. It, it does have that... It has a very, like, Steamboat Willie-esque style. Yeah. Or it's, like, black and white or... Uh, like the sepia, sepia tone almost. Sepia, yeah. however you say it, yeah. The brownish tone. Yeah. Sepia. Sapia. Sapia. <laughs> Go to Olive Garden and get you some Sapia. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh I I think I think I would play it. I like puzzle games. I like being scared. Then you've got a game here. I uh, uh yeah, I'd I'd probably play it as well. It looks like it'd be interesting. I, I do also dig the art style. Yeah, again getting cuphead vibes from the the art and the animation, mm -hmm. which is always I'm a sucker for for some reason. But yeah, survival horror cartoony. Yeah. Uh, count me in. The so. first the first uh, the first review here and says, "Good game, especially for the price. Played this with a bunch. Played this a bunch with my son who absolutely loved it. My question is, how old is their son, and do they want to scar them for life? <laughs> <laughs> like He's my my 3-year-old loved it, but they won't watch cartoons anymore. Well, yeah, I wonder why." says it's an episodic first-person puzzle action survival horror. That's very awesome. Yeah, that sounds really cool. I love it. I'd play this one, for sure. I'm in, I'm in. But not before I played House Flipper. Gotta play that one first. Oh, God, yes. As soon as we're done here, I'm going to look up that in the PlayStation Store. <laughs> house, house Flipper's getting bought tonight, boys. <laughs> I'm going to go talk to my wife about that and see if I can buy it. Because we also yeah, have a PlayStation 4, so maybe that's something this that we can play. This is the best segment turn it back on. of this podcast, because I learned about so many games <laughs> that I just, want to, I just want to play most of them. Right? Excellent. Well, this this episode well, may you. end up being a two-parter. This may be a separate section, because we're going on two hours almost now. Oh so. Yeah, we've been, we've been out here for a but we've had a good, while. Yeah, we've had good... Uh, Good stuff. See, so now we got. We're gonna go play House Flipper, and then uh, I'm gonna go play Graveyard Keeper. And <laughs> do that stuff. I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep my graveyard in the back of my house that I'm flipping. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yay. All right. 
Well, <clears throat> excellent, excellent episode, guys. As always, I we do appreciate you being here, uh, taking the time out of your busy schedules and your quarantine to talk about pop culture and games and movies and stuff. Whatever we feel like talking about that week. And stuff. A little escape. A little escape. Well, you can follow us on social media at List This Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can follow me on Twitter at JawsXBird. I still have not gotten away from posting mostly wrestling stuff, but we'll get there. We'll get there. It's a if work in progress. Really, if you really like seeing wrestling stuff, go ahead and follow me on Twitter, Holt Majimbles, because I also like like and retweet nothing but wrestling stuff currently. So yeah, yeah get the double dose of get the double dose of wrestling and then talk to her and then if you want in-house wrestler and then if you want to hear wrestling announcing hey yeah i don't i'm i'm not on the twitter so you're not going to see any wrestling stuff there i am on instagram add me at weight of the world on my personal account and at wade hunt voice for my voice account well gentlemen this has been a lengthy episode but i wouldn't change it Nope. Because it was, it was a wonderful. Good one. It was a good one. It's always a pleasure, gentlemen, recording with you. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I enjoy recording with you all the time. Likewise. Wait, do you guys record without me? That sounded yes. like you record without me. We do. Oh. If you go back and listen it, to all the episodes, it, we edit you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> e- Eddie, Eddie's on. joined our team. <laughs> Sorry, Josh. <laughs> Eddie, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> He's doing some Tiger King-ish behind your back. Oh man, I got it. Speaking of which, I'm watching the last episode. Oh, let's, oh man, I'm gonna do the same. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going back to for two or three years ago, and I'm gonna go finish making a murderer. <laughs> yeah, because that's what I'm on right now. So Punisher, you said making a murderer. Oh, I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, it makes me so mad. Oh, <laughs> you guys should watch that's it so we can be mad together. Podcast. Yeah. yeah I was like, yeah, let's. Our, we should do an episode of the top, murder top three, porn episode in the future. Oh my god, top three murder porn. Oh my god, I'm so down. <laughs> anyway, from all of us at List This, uh, we thank you for lending us your ears and your time, and we will see you next time where we list and you listen. Have a good one. See you later, guys. Take care of each other, but don't touch each other. Six feet.